Welcome to Monday. We want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Liberty Safe. Liberty Safe, best built safe on the planet, bar mm-hmm. none. Guess who got a gun this weekend? Wow, that's uh, I don't know who. My daughter Hannah. Really? Yeah, she is mm. not a gun. She she decided to go out, and she I took her to the range, and she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a gun. <laughs> like wow, and she is a great shot really first time shooting she like her uh all of the holes were right underneath the palm of my hand i could go up to the target and it was all underneath my hand wow i mean she's good yeah that's great uh so anyway uh needs a safe gotta have a safe gotta keep things safe gotta keep your medication your important documents maybe your jewelry or whatever you might have and your guns liberty safe best built safe on the planet bar none you can get them now. Visit the uh, website, libertysafe.com. That's libertysafe.com. Peace of mind and a great, great value. Libertysafe.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is a pivotal week for Venezuela. A lot is at stake. Today, Vice President Mike Pence is meeting with Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido. Uh, Several other regional diplomats are going to be in Bogota, Colombia to meet the vice president. Their meeting now has new urgency after Venezuela's socialist dictator, Nicolas Maduro, showed his true colors over the weekend and began gunning people down who were running for food. We'll begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. A couple of quick tips we might want to pass along here. You might want to pass along to your friends with winter in full force. Protect your family and your wallet. First, be mindful of outside heating units. Failure in the uh, outside unit kicks on the electric heating inside, and you may not realize that there is a failure until the electric bill comes out. And then you're like, whoa, 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 wait, what's this? Second, make sure you have a working carbon monoxide detector nearby just in case of you know there's any cracks in the heating exchange. Finally, the easiest thing you can do, make sure your air filter is clean. The air in our house becomes very, very dirty. Um, and if you're not filtering your air, you're going to start breathing in crap. In fact, that's why most of us get sick is because we're, we're breathing in this recycled air that is not being filtered pro- uh, properly. It also helps prevent your heating unit uh, from working harder than it already is. Trust Filter Buy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They have over 600 sizing sizes, including custom options. It ships for free within 24 hours, and they make all of their filters right here in America. Save time, save money, and give yourself an edge this winter. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. On Friday, Venezuelan military shot and killed two villagers, a man and a woman. 
They injured a dozen more. They were just trying to stop a military convoy from interfering with deliveries of food and medicine along the border of Brazil. Maduro has closed the border with Brazil to prevent any aid from entering the country. Because, you know, everything's great. Because socialism works. Works every time. It's great. We got this. On Saturday, over 300 more civilians were wounded by Maduro and his forces. They also burned two aid trucks. Can you imagine being a starving citizen and see your your soldiers set on fire food and medicine that you needed? Can you even imagine that? I mean, even the Nazis uh, stopped some of that uh, with uh, when Hitler ordered it. And they were retreating. Uh, many of the uh, even Nazi soldiers and and, and, and executives decided not to do that. Maduro's regime said it was protecting the country from aid that was poisoned by countries trying to interfere with Venezuela's affairs. He said the U.S. Uh, aid and aid from other countries is a precursor to invasion. By Saturday night, the worldwide top trending topic on Twitter was the Spanish version of hashtag military intervention now. A lot of Twitter users are asking for military intervention to remove Maduro. But so far, most Latin American countries are tapping the brakes on that. The attempt to transport humanitarian aid into Venezuela over the weekend was a test of the Venezuelans military's loyal uh, loyalty to Maduro. Uh, So far, it is kind of holding together. However, 100 military officers have defected to Colombia and Brazil. One of the sergeants that defected said, quote, my colleagues also want to get out, but it's dangerous. It takes real courage. People insult us, but they need to understand that we, too, are afraid. We're the military. If we try to leave, we risk prison or death. They threaten our families. So what's going to happen? We'll see. Um, Marco Rubio is saying this opens up all kinds of doors for military intervention. Uh, the the red line was killing people who are trying to get the aid. Um, the diplomatic in, uh, diplomatic meetings in Colombia. I don't know. Right approach, wrong approach. I don't know. Uh, but probably wrong because Maduro, you know, he's a well-meaning socialist dictator. He's just lost his way a bit. You know, but if we could get Bernie Sanders just to go down to Venezuela and, and give Maduro some pointers, maybe lend him a copy of the Green New Deal and he can adapt it for Venezuela. You know, it would be great. Verde New Deal, I think, is what he might want to call it. And I that would be fantastic because the Venezuelan situation is nothing that can't be fixed by socialism done right. They're just not doing it right this time. Or, or any time. But someday, it's going to be done right. We pray for the people of Venezuela. I will tell you, today is a really important day. Today is a, a day that I think uh, may hasten or slow down uh, the destruction of our country. Um, today is a day that we are voting on life in the Senate. Ben Sass has put together a bill that is going to be presented in Congress today. And the question is, will the will the Democrats vote for life? And uh, what I'm talking about is 
life of a child that was born after a botched abortion. So they blow the abortion. Can they just let the baby just die or can they kill it? Ben Sass believes, and I think most Americans believe, no, you know what? That baby has been born. It's a baby. You must treat it like a human being. I mean, I can't believe we're at this point to where we have to actually explain that. You know, it's one thing if you're like, well, it's just a clump of cells at the very beginning. And, you know, until there's a heartbeat. I mean, that's okay. All right. First trimester. I don't agree with it, but I I can kind of see maybe. Uh, not this, not this, not, not a baby that is survived. We have an amazing story for you after the top of next hour. So in hour number two, you do not want to miss hour number two, but today is the day that we have to decide about life. And I think if the Senate votes for life, it may prolong our life as a nation. If we are to the point to where we cannot vote in our Senate to protect the most innocent and weakest among us, we are just going to destroy ourselves quickly. And what do you want out of this? A uh, hundred to zero, basically? No, just 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 pass it would be nice. Um, but I mean, I think because if they the should Democrats, with just Republicans, they should be able yes. to pass it. If they can't repus- pass it with Republicans, we're done. I mean, this should. H- get- however, this should get. Maybe 75. It should yeah. get 90. It but really should Maybe get. 70, 75. We talked to Ben Sass about this, I think, on Friday. And my question for him was, is there a way they can read this that indicates it's about something else? Right? Like, right. you know, because sometimes you'll have these bills that are supposed to be about, you know, the Sunshine, Unicorns, and Lollipops Act. In reality, it's like they're just implementing full communism in the United States. Right. And, and so you don't right. vote for the Sunshine, Unicorn, and Lollipops Act. But that's not because you're against sunshine, unicorns, and lollipops. Right. I would like to think here, because it does not seem to be a a law. It's not a 1,200-page bill. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple to understand, hey, don't kill babies after they're born. Their only argument seems to be, well, we already have laws for that, which is true. Mm -hmm. It's a good point, though. Maybe we should focus on that. Mm -hmm. There are laws against doing that. Mm -hmm. They seem to keep doing it though Mm -hmm. what where's the disconnect Mm -hmm. and maybe this calls it out more specifically so i i do expect it to pass and i do expect it to pass with larger numbers than just 52 we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see Mm -hmm. okay so the three things that i think that we have to concentrate on as people life are we for life the second is what is life and i mean ai agi asi Because we're going to create life, and it's going to change absolutely everything. Do we give this new life the ability to kill people? The third thing that uh, we have to decide, and it's probably between the abortion. The abortion thing, I think, will kill our society rapidly. But the thing that will turn us off as a nation overnight is socialism. And so the the three things, life, AI, and socialism, Hmm. we have to decide right on those three things. Surely we will. Oh, my gosh. I don't think you have to worry about that. Right. There's a big story in the New York Times today about... Uh, the UK and how they're they're leading the road a little bit on this socialism thing as they no. tend to do. 
but it's a it's a new kind, it's a new brand. Yeah, it's not socialism. This one's really actually communism, yeah, according to the people who have designed it. Yes, yeah, but uh, only according to them. They call it. Well, it's not just communism because you think communism, mm-hmm. you think like you know concrete buildings in the oh, soviet yeah. union no 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 you no. think starvation and long no. hours in factories no 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 the new branding of it is fully automated luxury communism luxury communism. Luxury. it's like robin wow. Leach is telling you all about communism lifestyles of the rich and <laughs> communist that's not usually heard but we'll get into that in one minute All right. If you uh, know anything about technology, um, you know you have to get a VPN. And I've had several people ask me, I don't know what to do on a VPN. Who can I trust? Because there are companies that are like Facebook that is offering VPN now. No, I no, I'm not getting my VPN, my virtual private network from you because you're following me. You're keeping record of everything. That's the point of a VPN is nobody can really hack into you. Nobody can steal your information. And nobody is following you with cookies. Although that always does sound appetizing. Now You can usually smell them after they're freshly baked. They're, <laughs> I can. That does. You're right. Oh, man. You're right. It That's, draws me to them. They needed, that needs to be a scarier term. Yeah, it I, does. It's the cookies. Who's going to be does. afraid of a cookie? I think they did it. In, I think they did it that way intentionally myself. I think mm. they did Who's going to say no to cookies? Right. All right. Um, Norton <laughs> Secure VPN. One of the most trusted names in consumer cybersecurity is Norton. And Norton has a secure VPN that is easy to use. VPN is a virtual private network that works on your laptop or your phone or whatever. And all you have to do is you install it, you log in one time, and it immediately provides you with more online privacy and security, protecting you from hackers. It encrypts all of your connections. They don't. They can't follow you, and nobody can hack in. Go to Norton.com slash VPN. That's Norton.com slash VPN. It starts at about three thirty three a month with the annual subscription, and you can get Wi-Fi without the worries of privacy and security. Camouflage your connection. Use Norton Secure VPN. Remember, Go to Norton.com slash VPN. That's Norton.com slash VPN. You'll pay three thirty three a month with your annual subscription. It's Norton.com slash VPN. Ten seconds, station ID. Giving a speech at CPAC on Friday. And it is about these three things, life, AI, and capital, capital, uh, capitalism versus socialism is where I really concentrate. And that's what's so scary because you see, this isn't just some foreign, you know, Europe sort of issue here. This is, you're seeing with Ocasio-Cortez and so many. Uh, it's coming here too. Yeah. It's all over the place. Uh, the story today is austerity. That's what I know. The making mm-hmm. of a UK millennial socialist. And it's from the New York Times. They go through and talk about how, uh, you know, this this one, they're using an example. His name is Alex McIntyre. He was raised under this, you know, he's about 20. So he's raised mm-hmm. in this post, largely post-collapse uh, sort of era. 
and he believes it's austerity. It's what I know. It's my life. I've, I've never known in England that was a different way. Now he's 19 and old enough to vote, and Mr. McIntyre is making up for lost time. Over the last six months, he was drawn into the center of the momentum movement. Mm. Hmm. An ideological marketplace buzzing with rebranded socialism and trade unionism. Again, this is not my analysis of it. They are saying, the New York Times is telling you it's just rebranded socialism. His parents may have gotten their news from the Sun and the Daily Mail, but he listens to reports on the crisis of capitalism from Novara Media, a left-wing independent media group. Over Christmas, he started reading Marx. Uh, it goes through his his journey here. He had worked through, um, you know, different jobs, and they never work out, and his mommy and daddy have had all these problems. Uh, he also, this is another one that is common. Uh, the young also saw their views on exiting the European Union. Three-quarters of them voted to remain bulldozed by leavers of their grandparents age i've heard this this is a not a new observation and we heard louis ck make it recently in a, in a clip that got him in trouble but like what what happened to the rebels the young people used mm. to be rebels they used to be people who didn't want more control mm. now all they want is more control you think an independent your kid you want you want to control your own destiny and three quarters of them say to remain in the european union you know, like, uh, you know, Louis C.K.'s point was they, they're like royalty. You must call me by this name that I've made up. But it's like it, it is such a it's such a difference. They there used to be this fight against the man thing. And now it's just empower the man. That's their their version, their brand Stu, of, of rebelliousness. So, Stu, I, I showed you I put it up on Instagram. It's not finished yet. It's got a couple more hours to work on it. But I did a painting about um, Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. this weekend and it is rebellion art. It is it's underground kind of art. Mm-hmm. The this that I just hung up behind us. If you happen to be watching, uh, th- this is a a a piece of anti government propaganda style art sure. that shows the government in bed with Google and Facebook. And as I've been painting these things, I've realized what. Where are the rebels? Where are the artists that are doing the subversive art? They're not. They're not. They're all in bed with big control and big government. All of the artists, if they would just stop and look at their art and then look at the art like this, they would go, wait a minute, I'm on the wrong side here. I'm I'm supposed to be producing that. Yeah, that's a good chunk of... Uh... Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to listen to exactly what they tell me what to do. It's like, exactly. What, that you're rebelling? You, right. I don't understand that rebel attitude. Yeah, well, the state knows better. Right. What? Oh, yeah? Well, the state's going to design every aspect of my life. <laughs> so there. I don't want your freedom. I'm like, that is a weird Don't way. you dare say that or the government <laughs> is going to shut you down. Wait. <laughs> it's strange. You know, it's like I, I don't understand that that vibe, and it's it seems to be very prevalent here. I mean, uh, this is more from the article. He says he is not a re- he's not representative of a generation, but his grievance is generational. That the state has taken away benefits from his parents and, and, and that his parents and grandparents enjoyed, like low cost ho- housing and free education. So the failure of the previous socialist experiments now means you should have more socialist experiments. Yes, I don't understand that. We've talked about this forever. That it's eventually Venezuela. socialism, capital, uh, eventually, eventually socialism, uh, you know, it just collapses on top of itself. Mm-hmm. But what comes out of it seems to be more and more 
a new kind of socialism that just doubles down on it instead of saying, okay, this it's, thing failed, let's go somewhere else. It's Jason. It's Jason. It preys on the co-eds who are just <laughs> wanting to have sex with each other. They all dismiss it as, oh, that guy who thinks that Jason's coming to kill us. He's crazy. And he's the guy in the town who actually witnessed the first Jason. <laughs> right. yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not crazy, kids. Listen to me. I'm telling you. He's coming for you. And he's coming with a hammer. And he's coming with a sickle. And he's coming for you. Then everybody dies. <laughs> Jason does come, and who's left? Just a couple of people that when they kill him, they're like, we're done. Except the crazy guy is the only one who notices, (laughs) wait a minute, Jason's body is missing. He's going to come back. It just repeats itself over and over again. First of all, you just ruined like 12 movies without a spoiler alert. And that was sad (laughs) because it's the plot of all of them. But also, that's a great point. That is exactly what socialism is. You just keep keep beating it down. You think you've beaten it. I mean, there was a time, relatively recent history, where we all were like, okay, obviously capitalism has beaten socialism back. And and that debate is over. It's over. And now it's no longer over. Bill Clinton, the era of big government is over. Now, we know he didn't mean that, but the (laughs) fact that a Democrat was making a major speech with that appeal, uh, Tony Blair, same thing, much more rational than today's leaders um, in, in and he was not a conservative by any means, but he was at least someone who acknowledged that the market worked well. And this is at a time where it's obviously proven billions of people being ripped out of poverty. They're now going to Jeremy Corbyn as a leader who we know is an anti-Semite, among other things. Uh, and had been dismissed before. And it goes into this larger part piece of uh, this fully automated luxury communism. And the quick sell for this, and you'll be very familiar with it because you've talked about this exact thing, I mean, as long as probably five years ago, which is AI is coming, automation is coming, these jobs are going away. What are we going to do about that as communists? What we do about that is take advantage of it. Now people no longer have to work these long hours. They can all be automated and we can just get money from the government and we can do all these things that are, are wonderful. We can go and we can, uh, we can learn different dances. We can learn different languages. I've to learn f- we learn flamingo dancing. Exactly, that was one of the, actually one of the examples. No, did. it is yes, not. flamingo dancing. You could learn all of them. You can learn six Wait, different. In that languages. New York, it's times in a, are... it's in a. I went down a rabbit hole a little bit all on right. this uh, this weekend. It was one of the videos, the main videos explainers of what this is. Oh, and man. they said you could go the learn all these languages. Clamor- people are clamoring to learn flamingo. dancing. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's all about. I mean, I would say ninety percent of our future is based on flamingo dancing. That's we, just an estimate. Have to, we have to get back into this. Oh yeah, uh, Pat's going to be joining us here in a second but we have to talk about this because Stu's right I talked about it five years ago and if this audience doesn't understand what is ahead if you don't understand why basic minimum income is floating around and who's pushing it and why it's being pushed you don't understand it you're going to lose you're listening to Glenn Beck Hey, I want to tell you about uh, LifeLock. Um, I know it's it's uh, scary, but it is entirely possible that you are already a victim of identity theft and you don't even know it. The warning signs include an unfamiliar loan or credit account on your credit report, an unexpected drop in your credit score, an inexplicable denial of credit, a collection agency that's like, hello, uh, is anybody in there? I need to take your car. W- wait, what? 
That's what happens. Your Social Security statements show earnings that aren't yours. That's a sign. Somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds. You could miss identity threats if you're just monitoring your credit. The only people that can really do this, monitor and fix it, LifeLock. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. We're going to get Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, Glenn Beck, uh, Eric Bowling, Pat Gray, all on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Beck. Use promo code Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Joined by Pat Gray. Pat, what is your prediction today on the Senate with the uh, vote on life? Uh, 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 ben Sass is going to be proposing that we, you know, we we don't kill babies after they're born. Oh my gosh, he's a radical. Oh, what a radical! Yeah, yeah. he's it's, so the woman has no right to choose now. Is that is that what Ben <laughs> Sass is saying? No, no right no. to choose. No, huh. this is the this okay. is the this is the child that is just born. because the kid's in the fourth trimester. That doesn't <laughs> mean that the woman doesn't have a right to choose. Four, fourth trimester. Fourth trimester. Fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. How many yeah. trimesters would you say you have to make that choice? Eight hundred and sixty-five. Okay. Wow. Trimesters. trimesters. Yeah. So at eight hundred and sixty-six, when the person is well then, over two hundred years gotta, old, yeah. So then that's that's ridiculous. Can, Can I, I tell you something? <laughs> if our mothers had the option of killing us. <laughs> <laughs> up until our, let's just say, up until mm-hmm. we were 20, we would all be dead. That's We would true. all be dead. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't mommy always have a choice, though? I mean, yes, well, mom why? Should, dad she, mm-hmm. she was responsible for uh, this uh, baby being born entirely. And, they brought uh, us into the world. They they'll take, take us out, out of it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I think that's going to work. I think it's going to work well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be great. I, I think, think it's going to be really great. It'll pass, though, and yeah. I think it'll get some Democrats voting for it. You know, because the they, you know some people, especially the people in the whatever the the red state Democrats, will feel like it's going to be an advantage if they vote for it. So they'll do it. It's not going to mean anything anyway. All right, that's going to be their idea. It's not going to. It's not going to mean anything. It's just I, the do same you think that, it'll pass? I don't think it'll pass. Really? I yeah, mean, there's I, 52. If it doesn't, we're done. I'm if saying in the Senate, yeah, we're that's done. True. I'm saying just in the Senate, though. Senate has 52 in the Republicans. Senate, it absolutely should. Yeah. I just, in I, the House, it should. They probably won't even if take it up in the, in the House, though, because it's no, a, a Democratic-led. If you can't agree to uh, life after birth, then, yeah, we're done. We're done. It's over. We're done. Yeah. And, and I think any kind of squirrely way of getting around this, getting out of this, I think um, does not bode well for us. I think as a society, when we can't clearly all come together and say, no, we should not let this baby just wither and die, you know, in a little dish mm-hmm. someplace uh, or, you know, or be able to kill it after it's born. If we can't say that, we are a society that is too far off the rails. Well, yeah, even the most radical Democrats used to say viability. Once yeah. once viability is passed, then, OK, that's too far. That's nowhere near where they are now. They're so extreme on this that. Now it's college degree. If the kid yeah. has a college degree, we probably shouldn't kill it. <laughs> well, is it a master's well, or is it just a bachelor's? Yeah, no, it's got to be a master's. Yeah, it's got to be a, a master's. doctorate, a master's, yeah. something like that. Has to yeah. be. And, and it has to have the right voting habits. Of course, obviously. That I mean, goes without saying. Well, that's yeah. why they went through college. College. To yeah, make sure they make got sure the voting, right, right voting <laughs> habits. Right. <laughs> you know, once they get through college, yeah. then we, we got them. But if they come out of college and they still want to be a conservative, we got to kill them. 
Now, do they need 60 votes for this? No. They don't. Uh, I don't. I, I, that's a good question. I'm not sure. They should be able to pass it with 60 votes. This is not a difficult Why one. Why would they need 60 votes? Well, the theoretical uh, use of the uh, filibuster. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if mm-hmm. they, oh. if the Democrats could theoretically filibuster it. I mean, it's, it's if only they a filibuster resolution. The, if they you know, filibuster this? <laughs> that's what they did last time. They wanted to do it with a unanimous vote. And they stopped it because of the, what was it? Um, she Patty, said, uh, what's yeah, her face? Murray. From, uh, from Washington yes. State. She said, well, that's not what this says. So I'm not even going to, I'm not even, I refuse to vote on this. Well, okay. Right, right. That's, that is what that bill said in New York and what the governor was saying and what that bill provided in Virginia that didn't pass. So you were wrong on that one, um, uh, Representative Murray or, or Senator Murray. Um, you're wrong on that. However, this one is, has nothing to do with anything other than, if there is a botched abortion or if there is something wrong with a baby that is born, do you have the right to kill it? Yes or no? Or in, and more specifically, do you have to try to save it? Right? I mean, yeah. I, like, I, of course you should. It's alive. It's there. Like, the idea is, well, you could just kind of, well, put it on a shelf over there and it'll slowly die on its own. That's not us killing it. That's, like, legitimately their line, which is right. a creepy line it is it used to be people were shocked by the kermit gosnell stuff uh and that's exactly what this is you're killing a baby after it's been born alive is now gosnell was accused of multiple yeah. times yeah but he wasn't but and now it doesn't shock anybody nobody was shocked by that no and they're certainly not now no nobody was shocked by that wait until you hear wait until you hear um next hour have you seen the movie unplanned no okay Stu and i saw it what last week it comes out in a couple ago, weeks yeah. mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we saw it and I am not a fan of, of, you know, Christian movies cause they get all Christian-y and it's like, they, who's gonna, no, I mean, Who wants a Christian-y Christian movie? No, no, no. Movie? It's, it's, it, it, here's the thing. If you're going to make a Christian movie and you just want Christians to watch it, then go, yeah, yeah, go yeah. for it. But if you're trying to expand your audience a little right. bit. If you're trying yeah. to get people in that disagree with you, you can't mm-hmm. make that formula. It doesn't work. Yeah. Because people who aren't Christians roll their eyes and like, okay. So this one I went into really skeptical. Um, and was there any place in it, Stu, that where you thought it was preachy at all? Uh, not particularly, especially for yeah. one of these movies. I mean, it was, you know, like, for example, one of the first scenes, I'm not giving tons away, but there's an abortion protest going on. And there is an, uh, uh, an anti-abortion pro-life protester there who is screaming at the women as they go into the uh, abortion clinics and saying all sorts of sort of nasty yeah. things you're killer you're a murderer yeah, right. like, you're gonna exactly mm-hmm. and yeah. so you'd think in, in a christiany movie they wouldn't do that right like right and mm-hmm. they in this movie take the correct i think view which is kind of to make him look like the bad guy however hmm. um they they it's not they don't take the easy path which is like he makes great points and he's kind of a jerk like it's, like it's kind of one of those things where they show like there's two different ways to handle this and the way that handling it the right way the effective way is not just screaming you're a baby killer from the side of the fence right right and so they i think they handled it uh, a, a good i think they handled that pretty well yeah so it's great did you notice any swear words i didn't notice any. yeah they might have said oh my heck in it okay <laughs> or oh, there may have been one double heck i'll say so there's no swearing in it there's no sex there's nothing okay 
There is nothing if in If someone's this- pregnant, there must have been implied sex. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's a good there point. was implied so. sex. <laughs> so the only thing that is in this movie is one disturbing scene, actually two disturbing scenes, where the first one is showing the abortion, but it shows nothing, really. It shows the sonogram where the doctor needs her, this Abby Johnson person, to hold the, the sonogram up on the mom's belly. And so she can, so the doctor can see the baby to make sure he's getting all of the pieces. And so you see oh, this procedure man. via black and white on a sonogram. It's rated R. For the that? MPAA oh, has wow. rated it oh, my rated gosh. R. Wonder how? Why? Why would they do that? Why? Because this is just a clump of cells you oh, see. My gosh. There is nothing wrong well, with it. There is it is disturbing because you see the baby actually fight for its life. It's amazing, is but it's in black and white. Now they do show the tube. Like the tubes. They show the tube coming out with blood and baby parts, uh, but you don't see the baby parts. You just see this suction of blood coming out from underneath the the, the draping of the surgery draping. That's, that's it. That's not excessive. That's not graphic. Oh my gosh! I mean, you see much worse than that in PG thirteen. Of, of course you have. Yeah. Of course you have. So Along like- with one F word, you can also use. And they didn't even do their supply of one F word, two F words, huh? Nothing. They should have no, thrown that no. in at the end. I, yeah, I, I think there might be a, a literally. <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to say there might be a dam in this movie. There might be the use of the. The D word, damn. It's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> yeah. wow. I mean, look, the, the scene wow. is utterly disturbing. disturbing. However, it's disturbing to me yeah. and to you because, because you are a, a pro-life and you think it's a baby. To someone, it's, to the culture at, at large, I don't see why it would be disturbing. If it's a clump of cells and this is just a, a procedure, why would you care? Right. What, it's it's yeah. most likely rated R because of the way it portrays uh, and and everything that they say about... Uh, Planned Parenthood is verbatim, and it's, it's all this verbatim. Is based on a and true it, story, right? Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The and abortion person who switched sides and correct. is now pro-life. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And you you look at the way Planned Parenthood uh, comes off. You see the nurses who are not really thinking, and you know some of them are very into it. Some of them are very, you know not. They're just not thinking. They're just thinking they're doing a good thing. Because only a few of them go into the surgeries where this is performed. Most of them don't. Uh, and when you see the leadership of Planned Parenthood and the things that they do behind the scenes, it is, it's clearly wrong and clearly evil. Yeah, it was one, one of the, the only time that I felt like, okay, this is a little over the top. Are there's a few lines from the people at Planned Parenthood. You're kind of just like, okay, there's no way they would say that. However, those are all quotes. They're Abby quotes. was there, and they got quotes from quotes. again, like it's Abby's word at some level. So, yeah. but I mean, you know, still, but we've heard still, it. Bef- and we've, we've heard, heard things it. like it now yes. in these hidden videos. And is, there, yes. is it worse than the James O'Keefe stuff that we know they said? No. Right? No, no, Mm-mm. no, right so, on that level. No, yeah. it's 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 exact. And net, what they're trying to do, and I'm going to talk about it next hour. What they're trying to do is get people who don't go to rated R movies. Uh, and people who are, are, you know, saying, oh, well, I can't bring my daughter now. Think of this. You can go in for an abortion without parental consent. But you can't see this movie. But you can't see this movie. That's amazing.
Incredible. Yeah. Wow. We'll have more on that coming up in a minute. Pat, thank you so much. Pat Gray Unleashed podcast available wherever you find your podcasts. Your genes say a lot about your health. And with 23andMe, you can access personalized insights based on your DNA with more than 125 genetic reports on health and traits and more. Did you get all your reports in yet? We did. You have all of them now? Uh, we don't have Tanya's yet. Oh, okay. We don't have Tanya's. Um, what, is there going to be something on there? She doesn't that... know, but we, we took some of uh, Uno's drool and we put it into <laughs> her thing. Hopefully, it'll come back that it says... Your dog? Your part dog. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And you're very German. <laughs> very, very German. <laughs> you see, your lineage seems to you're be German a lineage of shepherds. shepherds. <laughs> yes. Which is a strange combination. So, hers hasn't go. come back yet. Apparently, mm-hmm. there was a problem with it uh, and uh, needed a new sample. So, anyway, oh. I don't know what happened there, honey. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we got all of our tests back uh, from uh, 23 and Me just a few years ago. I, I, I don't think we would have... Uh, well, I know. I never imagined that I was 1.3 Native American. 1.3%? Yeah. Hmm. I, would, I would like... That's, by the way, 13 times more Native American than Elizabeth Warren. I want to find the ancestor. I want to find out where that is. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and fill out papers and claim that I'm a Native American. But except you could. Except... Except when it really hacks people off. Then I will. But other than that, I just want to find out my history. And this is a great tool and a great tool to find out if you have uh, health issues uh, in the future. It's 23andMe. Get your kit now. Requires um, you just to fill out some paperwork and, and send in a sample. And it's really easy and fun. It's really amazing what it'll do and open up your eyes and bring your family together. 23andMe.com slash Beck. That's 23andMe.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, Stu, I uh, I want to bring your attention to something that I found very interesting. Um, the number of states where liberals outnumber conservatives has now dropped by more than 30%. Hmm. Yeah, this, this is an interesting uh, phenomenon. This is something we've talked about a little bit before, and there's two ways to read it. One is really exciting for conservatism and the future of, mm. of conservatism. Mm. But again, does it feel like that? No, We're in that world right now. Does it feel like lib- no. you know, liberals are having a tough time uh, at the moment? So here's the latest Gallup survey. Um, now only six states are, cons- are liberal the rest are conservative or lean conservative um, in every other state but California, where conservatives and liberals split 29 to 29 right. conservatives lead in every other state but California, where conservatives and liberals split 29 to 29. Does that feel like a state that is split? Right. And this is kind of why I have a. a a piece of skepticism every time I've, I've seen this study, and they've been doing this for quite a long time. It's interesting to, to, to think about. However, there's a point of it, I think, that also um, is more of like people avoiding the labels of, of liberal, um, which is surprising I, I, that that hasn't come back. Maybe so, they should start putting socialists in there. It'll probably beat all the categories. But the, the, the idea that there's more and more conservatives 
feels great and it's a it's it's a possibility of exciting things in the future but i think almost like it's conservative stick with that label more where people like on the left want to say that they're moderate even though these left-wing policies are nothing but yeah, moderate. it could be it could, could be, be that as well which is not nearly as exciting but still telling the residents of most u.s states are more likely to identify as conservative than as liberal um, the conservative advantage is significantly greater than the national average, including 19 highly conservative states in which conservatives outnumber liberals by at least 20 percentage points. Part, this is partially to something that it coincides with that move towards independent, where there seems to be less Republicans and Democrats and people kind of don't want to get away from those mm-hmm. labels and are becoming independent, even though their voting habits aren't really changing all that much. People because leave the Republican no, because, Party and wind up voting Republican anyway. You know, we talked about the Labor Party earlier. You mentioned, what's his name? The head of the Labor Party. Corbin. And, uh, Corbin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is a he is an absolute anti-Semitic oh, yeah. uh, guy. He is he is um, a communist, socialist, socialist, democratic socialist at best. Um, communist, probably, because he's always loved these communist countries. Um there have been seven or nine people that have left the Labor Party because of him and his policies. I find it interesting that we have the same thing going on here, and we haven't seen any defections from the Democrats. Not yet. Not yet. And I don't, I don't know that we're going to. I don't know. They, don't seem, they occasionally get the pushback. We saw this a little bit with Dianne Feinstein this weekend pushing back against the Green New Deal. Nancy Pelosi said a couple things sort of derogatory towards it. I mean, but that's more, I think, of a power struggle if they don't want so this too. 29-year-old or whatever coming in and t- taking over their party. This is right. ours. Right. That's about it. I'd like to see the ones that are, are saying, no, I don't believe in communism, and I don't believe in socialism, and I don't believe in anti-Semitism, and leave. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, we want to talk to you about... Um, um, how you really need to watch your title. And if you are a homeowner, you should be aware that there are uh, ways for people to commit what's called now title fraud. 24 million Americans have already had title fraud. And what it is, is with $40, I'm not making this up, with $40 and a trip to your local courthouse, they can steal your house legally. And then you're just screwed. Yeah, deed theft, uh, according to Fox News, has emerged as one of the most sophisticated and devastating frauds ever to menace homeowners. I mean, that is not nothing. That's a big deal. Go to uh, HomeTitleLock.com. Check out if you're already a victim. They have this $100 search you can get uh, absolutely free when you sign up. Uh, and you can find out if uh, whether it's your home, your parents' home, a vacation home is at risk for this. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. HomeTitleLock.com. Radio show starts in about two seconds. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. What does rated R mean to you? What does it suggest to you? Depravity, extreme depravity, extreme violence, blood, gore, sex, violence. Now, would the left have you believe that any of that is involved besides sex in abortions? 
There is a movie that you must see that is coming out that the MPAA has just rated R. But I want you to hear about this movie and hear why they said it was rated R. This is a political move trying to get people to not see this movie. And it's one of it's one of the most important movies to come out in a very long time. I think this movie is part of changing the game forever on abortion. Today is a big day as Ben Sass leads the Senate to say you can't kill babies after they've been born. We'll see how that if that passes or not in the Senate. And this unplanned. We begin in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. Blinds.com is the number one retailer online for uh, blind shade shutters and drapes. The number one online retailer in the world. And what's crazy is they have been uh, selling blinds online since 1986. And that was when I think you just had AOL, 96. You still just only really early. Yeah. Yeah. I I was on CompuServe in 1996. Prodigy. Yeah. You get on Prodigy and buy some blinds. I mean, that's crazy. You couldn't get any, I couldn't couldn't imagine you get any pictures of blinds no. to load at that time. I couldn't have. No way. <laughs> yeah. No way. So this is why they sent samples out, color samples. They have a great return policy. All of these things because they had to sign it when it was beep boop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and who was ordering blinds then? They had to make it work then, so now it's super, super easy. Blinds.com, free samples, free shipping, free online design consultation, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Accidentally mismeasure, pick the wrong color, they remake the blinds for free. Go to blinds.com right now, and through March 5th, you're going to get an additional 5% off the site-wide savings that are already there with the promo code BECK. That's blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get an additional 5% off their already uh, deep discounts. It's blinds.com. Promo code BECK. Unplanned is a movie that Stu and I saw about two weeks ago. It's a movie that I kind of went begrudgingly because I I was going to be watching it with the filmmakers. And I don't like watching movies with the filmmakers because I'm a softy and I want to say nice things. But if you're bringing it to me, I got to tell you the truth. And I really did not think I would like this movie because I don't like a, a lot of Christian movies um, only because... I'm I'm trying to take friends to it that don't believe in the same things I do. And so it's so I mean, it's great to, you know, preach to the choir, but that's not what I want a Christian movie to do. I want it to preach to my friends that 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 are not involved. So maybe you will open their eyes and it ends up turning people off usually. So I went in very uh, almost against my will and uh I watched it, and I started with a skeptical position, and I really, really like this movie. In fact, halfway through this movie, I thought, we may see the end of abortion in my lifetime, in the next 10 years. We may actually see that because of the way technology is changing, the way people's feelings are, they're going to go too far, 
and people will have affectionate feelings. And this movie, it is it's clean. There's no swearing in it. There's no sex in it. There's no drugs in it. There is nothing except what the MPAA said, uh, which was that it is um, it is a deeply disturbing uh, scene. There are three scenes in which the film directly addresses abortion, and the MPAA has has objected to all three. They specifically made mention of objection to grainy black and white sonogram images that were part of one of the scenes. Now, to point that out, what you're seeing is not blood and gore. You are seeing a sonogram. You all know everybody knows what that looks like. Those grainy black and white pictures. And you're seeing a doctor's tube come up to the little baby and you see the baby actually fight for its life as it's sucked into a tube. That is the reason this is rated R. And I want you to know, if you believe it's life, it is extraordinarily disturbing. But if you don't believe it's life, that's not disturbing. That's just an everyday performing of an abortion. Bunch of cells. What's the big deal? Right. And the sonogram is not shown to the mother ever. It's they never see it, but the doctor has to see it to make sure that he's getting the entire baby. And when that baby goes into the tube and the doctor says, and this is a direct quote from a doctor who was doing it. um, And this movie is a true life story. um, He said, beam me up, Scotty. And they see the baby go into the tube on the sonogram. And it is disturbing. Mm. Now, they say this is not politically motivated at all. But to talk about uh, the ratings and how they work, Mark Joseph, he's a producer, Chronicles of Narnia, Passion of the Christ, Little Boy, Son of God. He's working on some uh, really great new movies uh, right now, including Tolkien and uh, Lewis, uh, Silence Patton, also Reagan uh, is another one that he's, uh, he's working on right now. Welcome, Mark Joseph. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Great to be with you again. How you doing? I'm good. So help me figure out the MPAA thing other than this is to stop people from going to see this movie. Well, look, I've seen the movie as you have. This is a curious case where this may be the day of demarcation, uh, the MPA ruling day of when America switched sides on this issue. Because as you say, you know, if this was a sonogram or a medical depiction on a grainy screen of a tooth extraction or the day my ulcer was removed, or whatever it might be. Tumor. Uh, it wouldn't whatever. be a big deal. A tumor, mm-hmm. right, right, right. I had a tumor removed, and here's the picture of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a strange way, the real housewives of MPAA, which is basically what it is, it, it's nice you know, housewives and couples living in Beverly Hills uh, or Los Angeles who decide these things. They have strangely admitted uh, the pro-life cause here. It's curious. Um, now, the question is for I was involved with the passion, as you know, with mail. And the question is, is, is the R rating going to do what it didn't do for the passion? It actually encouraged people to go watch the passion. Mm-hmm. It didn't dissuade. And so uh, that's but most of I watch a lot of movies, Glenn. I see much worse in PG-13. Yeah. For me, honestly, this is a PG-13 movie. Uh, this this may be even PG if it wasn't a child that you see on that grainy black and white. If it wasn't a child, tell me, Mark, how many swear words are in it? 
I, I didn't count any, you know, what I would consider the words that get you to the R. Right. It truly is these depictions. Yeah, it may be and a the dam. Thing, it, there might be a dam. There's no sex in right. it. There's nothing revealing. There's there's no profanity. There's no drug use except for prescription drugs being administered by a doctor horribly. I mean, it is there's nothing that you would find in in a PG-13 movie. Now, listen, I don't mind this standard if it's applied equally across all movies. But to suddenly be, be clutching our pearls and say there's gambling downstairs. <laughs> it's just right. Kind of funny. Right. Um, here's the thing. Um, uh, they are they are making the case. And there is a difference between um, the passion of the Christ, which I saw and was I mean, it was a true depiction but it was violent and gory. So I think they stood by their own rules. That was a violent and gory movie. But that's what crucifixion was like. And so if you really wanted to see right. crucifixion, it was rated R. There was no PG-13 crucifixions that actually happened. They were all violent and gory. So that one fit. Way, I love I love your depiction of not wanting to watch films with the filmmakers because I had to watch The Passion with a certain person named Mel Gibson sitting to my right the first time. <laughs> and I thought, what am I going to do if I have to leave the room? He's sitting right, right here. Right, right. Well, I had, to look away, I had to look away four times with that movie. I just couldn't take it all. Right. But this one, this is not the case here. It's just a movie. It's a story. If you can't handle a grainy image on the screen suddenly disappearing, then then there's something wrong well no 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 wait 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 i want you to know both Stu and i we saw that and after we saw it we did look away from the screen but it was in a look away of the screen of oh good god that is clearly a child how do people do this really it was more of a what have we become right yeah i mean and that's the thing i think it is very disturbing to people who believe you know certainly in the pro-life cause and people who believe those are really babies it shouldn't be to Agreed. our society, though, that allows this legally. Right. There's no. There's absolutely no reason in a society that says, uh, "Oh, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with abortion. That's fine." A society that says that should be able to watch this. Um, right. And I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a really. I don't think I've ever done this, and it it bothers me to do it um, to some degree. Um, but I'm going to take a very uh, contrary position to my faith. My faith, they don't see rated R movies. And so I never recommend rated R movies, you know, for people to see. I do see them from time to time. Um, but uh, uh, this one, I, I, every, every member of the Church of Latter-day Saints needs to see this movie if you are a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints you must see this movie in my opinion that i know you don't see rated r movies this is not a rated r movie there is nothing objectionable about this except for the scene and if you have teenage children you need to take it will bother them it will bother them, but they need to see the evil that they are being faced with. They need to see what the uh, what the adversary is actually doing and promoting their your kids are hearing shout your abortion. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Your kids will know 
there is something deeply wrong with abortion. Every parent must take their probably 15-year-old kid to see this movie. You must see this movie. You want to fight the evil that is abortion. You have to be able to look it in the eye. And, and our kids are the targets now. And that's why your kid at 15 can go in and have an abortion without you even knowing it. But the MPAA says you can't go. Your 15 year old kid can't go into this without knowing about it. That is a world upside down. More in just a second. Let me take a one minute break and then I get back to to Mark and uh, and and what's going to happen. Here's our uh, sponsor. It's Relief Factor. If you are in constant pain, there's lots of things you can do. You can go in and have you. Um, have you uh, have you heard about the uh, cryotherapy where it's two hundred below zero? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? Eighty five bucks a session. A session, and if you are in pain, you get to the point. I did it. That's right. I remember you did try. I this. did it, yeah. and I actually really liked it. And it works for about an hour, and it's only because your body is like, "We're going to freeze to death, quick! All the blood to the organs!" And all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like, "I am alive." Uh, but uh, it didn't work long term. Uh, but for an hour, it was it was great. Uh, you don't need the eighty five bucks, and you don't need to put yourself through that. Seventy percent of the people that try Relief Factor find relief for their pain. I have a significant relief for my pain. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. It's Relief Factor. Get it now. Relieffactor.com. Pause for ten seconds. Station ID. Mark Joseph, who is, uh, Mark Joseph, who is a uh, producer for many uh, big ho- Hollywood films, on with us today, talking about the movie Unplanned, receiving an R rating from the MPAA, uh, which it does absolutely does not deserve. This is trying to get people to keep your kids away from it. Uh, and little kids, you know, should not go to this. This is, or you can just cover their eyes for that scene. Uh, but when you see a baby fighting for its life on a sonogram, uh, you know clearly, and it is it is an absolute. Um, I mean, you're convicted at that point. You're convicted one way or another. You're convicted to stop it, or you're convicted as a murderer. I mean, it's it's that clear in this movie. Mark, are they going to fight this? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you know, and they're going to they have to accept it because of the release date that's coming up. But, you know, one of the big slogans on this topic in the 90s and 80s was who decides. And I think that's the topic here. And frankly, I don't get my values and my family's values from a group of nice couples in Beverly Hills. We don't decide that way. Right. I, I look at all kinds of reviews. And so the notion that an R rating from the MPA makes my decision for, as a dad or as a husband or whatever it's, it's ridiculous as a, as a viewer. It makes no difference to me. So I'm more interested in what people like you think, what people that I respect think, leaders think, or if I've seen it myself. I think that's got to be the issue here is who decides, who decides your values. Well, I will tell you this. Um, you know, our, our church has said, and it's a very arbitrary line, and they admit it. They're like, it's an arbitrary line. Um, but uh, what they do say is you might go to some PG-13 movies that you should get up and walk out of. 
And I have. And there's been some PG-13 that you're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This is way over the line for my kids. And we have walked out of those. This is the opposite. This is an R rating that should not be R. You should be warned that it is a difficult scene to watch, but it is worth watching. Um, and it's one that you can bring your friends to that are not all Christian-y, you know, people who are not going to right. church every Sunday. And everyone should see this. We are debating now one of the most important things for the survival, I think, of our country. What is life? And we should all see this movie. Yeah, one thing that I find interesting, too, is there's actually a real abortion doctor is acting in one of the scenes performing an abortion. I thought that was interesting because that lends to the authenticity. And, you know, it is somebody's story. Uh, by the way, an ex-abortion doctor, I should say. But it is somebody's real story. This is not a made-up story. This is the way it is. This is the way it looks. And I, for myself, I would think 13 is the cutoff point, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, or if you have a very sensitive child. I mean, it is it, it, it does show the death of a child. Um, but that's yeah. the point. That's the point, and they're making the point for us by saying this is rated R. Isn't that the point? Yeah, and, and again, this is in the context, Glenn, of a culture in which everything goes, right? So that's the part that I still can't get over. I know. Suddenly discover uh, there's gambling downstairs. Um, I mean, 13 reasons. Think of all the stuff that we see on a regular basis that is PG, PG-13, there needs to be a consistent standard all the way across, not all of a sudden uh, clutching pearls. So, um, uh, Mark, when you when you watch this, you know Abby Johnson. I recently I met her. Yes. Okay. So, did you know her story? Did she tell you her story before you saw uh, this movie? I really didn't know much about her. I vaguely knew about her, but there was a lot of surprising elements in the story. Uh, you know, one Glenn, if you remember. Uh, remember her, her, her boyfriend decides to marry her, even though she's a, plan, a, a clinic director. Yes. I just thought that was really interesting. as was amazing. The guy's a very conservative, church-going Texas guy, and he loves her so much. He's like, ah, I'll overlook that because, you know, I'll, I hope you'll change something like mm-hmm. that. That was pretty shocking. To me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I think is shocking to most people is the way Planned Parenthood uh, operates and uh, the truth behind the scenes and... This we know to be true from, uh, you know, at least the courtroom documents we know. Uh, And also we know it to be true from Abby. And she said that these are quotes from Planned Parenthood. And they're nothing that we haven't now seen uh, from Project Veritas on, you know, the Planned Parenthood people. We've seen them this callous. But to see them in this movie, it really it makes those Project Veritas videos even more real you know what i mean yeah there was a really good performance in the film by the way of the of the uh, director i guess her boss at planned parenthood by uh, rabia who uh, was a dancer for prince back in the day mm. and she does a really good performance as a cold steely-eyed uh, woman in the film really a knockout performance i i do know rabia uh and uh, she does a great job and i think the um, actress that plays abby is also really good and I think they they had they weren't happy with any of the choices, and at the last minute they they asked her to uh, audition. She did. She got the job and had to pack. 
I think they saw her and then said, yes, go home and pack. And they were going to start shooting like the week, uh, a week later. And she just left, packed, got on an airplane and then called everybody in her life and said, hey, I just got a job. And she's really good. I thought she was really, actually, really good. It was actually the next day, Glenn. Next she day. was on set the next day, right. That's nuts. But, you know, look, at I, I share a lot of the criticism that you just shared earlier about Christian movies. I think it's, I think it's stupid to label them, first of all, as such. Yes. The quality is often low. This is not that. This is a story. It's a movie. You can go there with your friends. It's not that kind of a thing. And I think it's, it's going to have an impact. I think so, too. The movie is unplanned. Unplanned. It is wrongly been given a rated R uh, rating. If we were all in agreement of what abortion was, maybe that would be right. But we're not. They're trying to get you to stop you. See this movie. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about X-Chair. X-Chair. Boy, I went to a movie theater the other day. Stu, that does not have the new movie theater chairs. Oh, really? How did we live? How did we do it? I don't know. I don't know how we came this far. Right. It's like when I go and sit in another office chair now, I'm like, how did I live without the X chair? (laughs) Hmm. X chair is the best. If you have bad back, neck, shoulders, there is X chair. They uh, have announced a couple of new modifications made to X chairs, so they're even better. Improved wheels, and I love this one, a wider base. With extra support for those of us who seem to be ever widening. Uh, it's uh, now X Chair and the X Chair Basic. Great chair, great price for your home or for your office. 30 day, no questions asked, guaranteed satisfaction. X Chair. X Chair on sale now, xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck and get a free foot rest. Go to blazetv.com slash Beck. It's where you can subscribe to Blaze TV. All the people who are on CRTV and the people on the Blaze all together. Blazetv.com slash Beck. Promo code Beck. I want to get into the uh, Down Syndrome Society releasing a 40th anniversary video here uh, coming up in uh, just a little while. We'll also... Uh, talk about climate change and uh, I mean uh, to quote AOC we're screwed we're screwed Um, and uh, Kamala Harris saying that uh, the new green deal I mean stop with this it's not about the money it's not about the price we can't afford not to do it oh it's an investment in our future Glenn unbelievable Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable what is the update on uh, what's his face I know R. Kelly is supposedly maybe going to be getting out of jail today um, but he has been now nailed, and it seems like it's pretty airtight this time. Um, he was, Didn't they have video of him last time, and that and, wasn't airtight enough? Uh, no, th- this time they have video. She's on video saying, I'm 14, I'm 14, and he's having his way with her um, while she's saying it. So there's no way that, you know, what was she lying? And here's I the birth certificate. 40, 40. That's what I heard. 40. Yeah. And, uh, and it looks like he may be going to jail possibly for the rest of his life mm. or I love this one or probation. One of the two, one of the, one of the two way for the rest of his life or 
probation. We, all, we see like the only way justice works now is if uh, online like Twitter storms accompany mm-hmm. the charges. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, Bill Cosby for many, many years had these charges against him. No one cared. All of a sudden, like, you know, a comedian does a routine, gets passed around. Now he's in prison the rest of his life. Right. It seems like, like that's the way this right. stuff happens now. Right. Like would just Jesse, Jesse Smollett really have dealt with a big hassle if it wasn't for the online outrage against his obviously fake story? No. I mean, we went through a list of, I think it was like 30 different stories of people who had said there was a Trump-related attack. Trump supporter attacked me because I'm black. Trump supporter attacked me because I'm gay. Whatever it is. And none of them had any significant penalty associated with it in the aftermath. They were all, you know, some of them got probation. Some of them had a fine. Some of them may have had short little uh, jail terms. But it was pretty much nothing for most of them. That doesn't seem to be a crime that is a, a big deal. Unless, of course, you're a celebrity and people get online and start complaining about it, and mm-hmm. then that becomes a big deal. It's, it's bar, that's, that's not supposed to be how the legal system works, but no, no, it's supposed no, to be equal fair. justice for everyone. No, yeah, that, no, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, speaking of Smollett, uh, he has Terrence Howard's uh, uh, endorsement now. Oh, that's one you want. Yeah, he's oh, good. Oh, yeah. Now, in case you don't know, mm-hmm. he's the star of Empire. He also was in the first RoboCop. Uh, Iron Man. Keep right, saying so RoboCop. I, guess, oddly. I don't know why. Because I always think of him in the uniform, going in and flying in. So I always, I don't know why. But it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's not RoboCop. It's Iron Man. He actually made more than Robert Downey Jr. did for Iron Man. He made three and a half million dollars more than Robert Downey Shut Jr. Up. did. That's how big of a star he was at that time. That was two thousand eight. And he had come off of uh, Crash, which was best picture. Yeah. The, probably the worst best picture of all time. I don't know. I didn't see. What was it Green Book? Or whatever it was. I, just, I hear that's great. I want to see that. I've heard it's good, but yeah, I have I not seen great. it. Um, Crash sucked. It was a terrible yeah. movie, and it should never have been Best Picture. But it made the right point about racism at a time they were trying to make mm-hmm. it. So they made it uh, Best Picture. Uh, he was also in Hustle and Flow. And, of course, Iron Man made lots of money. And then his career fell apart. Yeah, well, in Rolling Stone, they did a really interesting thing. And I, I just want to give you a, a couple of things oh, uh, yeah. here that they, they write. And I'm just going to quote him. Today, for me has been about searching out who I am. We've all got these different faces that want to come out. There's at least four just in this moment, with a possible expansion to 432. But which one do you let out? Is it the person who's cool that you've mastered? Is it the excited little boy? Oh, boy. So this is the opening of, of, of the interview with Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. They're standing there in you know the entrance of his house, and he's starting to say things like this. And I imagine the reporter's like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, he continued to love himself, he says, by buying scissors, wire, magnets, and vast numbers of sheets of plastic. He had a theory. It might seem crazy, might even be crazy. But a long time ago, he had gotten hold of this notion that one times one doesn't equal one, but two. This is serious, by the way. This is what Mm -hmm. Terrence Howard actually believes, that one times one does not equal one. One times one equals two. He began writing down his logic in a language of his own devising that he calls teriology. (laughs) He wrote forward and backward with both his right and left hands, sometimes using symbols he made up that look foreign, if not alien, to keep his ideas secret until they could be patented. 
In 2013, he got married again to an L.A. restaurateur named Mira Pack. The two would spend up to 17 hours a day cutting shapes out of plastic and joining them together into various objects meant to demonstrate not only his one-times-one theory, but many of his other theories as well. Howard then breaks back from the mirror, returns to the living room. The place is filled with his fantastical plastic assemblages. Have you seen a picture of these? I've not seen a picture of them. I'd no, love I to see this. I've only read the article online. So They bear a similarity to building blocks, but the shapes are infinitely more complex in two dimensions and three, tied together by copper wire or held in place by magnets. There are hemispheres, cubes, terahedrons the, with flighty wings. <laughs> Some of the objects are small as mice, others as big as fire hydrants. Some are hanging, some freestanding. A few larger ones lit from the inside with LED twinkle stars. They are gorgeous and otherworldly. He has no name for them. They just are. And he loves them as much as he loves himself and his infant son, Curin, who's sleeping nearby and one day will inherit U.S. patent number 2015007 nine eight seven two a one systems and methods for enhanced building block applications among others <laughs> now so we think about this guy he's saying hey two times one or one times one is one is two and the way i'm going to prove this is by cutting out crystals and plastic and getting them all together like building blocks he goes on i mean this is this is unbelievable. He's, he says, look, look at these things. He's talking about these crystals and stuff he's built. In those four years where I was shunned and walked away from everything, look at what I've created. Since I was a child of three or four, I was always wondering, you know, why does a bubble take the shape of a ball? <laughs> why not a triangle or a square? Right. I figured it out. Oh. If Pythagoras was here to see it, he would lose his mind. Einstein, too. Tesla. He shakes his head. I love this. This is a great line from the Rolling Stone reporter. He shakes his head at the miracle of it all, his eyes opening wide, a smile beginning to trace itself like he's expecting applause or an award. And all you can do is nod your head and try to follow along. <laughs> he's convinced he's right and that he's about to change the world. Now listen to this. This is the last century that our children will ever have been taught that one times one is one. They won't have to grow up in ignorance. 20 years from now, they'll know that one times one equals two. We're about to show a new truth, the true universal math. And the proof is in these pieces. I have created the pieces that make up the motion of the universe. We work on them about 17 hours a day. She cuts, his wife cuts, and puts on the crystals. I do the work of soldering them together. They tell the truth from within. Okay, so, (laughs) dude, um... You know, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, you know, one times one does uh, does equal one. How and, dare you? And how dare well, you? I'm just saying. And it's the math that we use to get to the moon. And you got to be. Did we? Did we get to the moon, Glenn? Pretty, you got to be pretty accurate, you know, <clears throat> to get to the moon and, and to just, I don't even know, run a nuclear power plant. Mm, this is also convenient. Can I at least give you his argument? Yes. Okay. This is how it happened. One times one equals one. This is the, the genesis of it. After high school, he attended Pratt Universe, uh, Institute excuse me, in Brooklyn, studying chemical engineering until he got in an argument with a professor about one times one, what one times one equals. Here's the argument. How can it equal one? He said, if one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one 
equals 2 because the square root of 2, excuse me, the square root of 4 is 2. So what is the square root of 2? Should be 1. But we're told it's 2. First of all, we're not told the square root of 2 is 2. But that's all <laughs> so what's the, what's, the, uh, what's the square root? That cannot be. This apparently did not go over well, he says, and he soon left school. I mean, you can't conform when you know innately that something's wrong. I mean, if I didn't convince you with that, I don't know how you're ever going to get on this board. This guy is <laughs> nuts. And it's worse than and that, Glenn. Any, and violent. But yeah, exactly, because it's worse than just being nuts. This is the Me Too era, right? Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's on one of the bigger shows on television, mm-hmm. and we're talking about Jesse Smollett correctly. He's, faking hate crimes is a big deal. It takes resources away from police officers. It does all sorts of terrible things. But isn't it minor in comparison to what I'm about to describe here? Uh, in 2001, he was arrested for slugging his first wife. We married in 1989, divorced in 2003, remarried in 2005, and divorced again in 2007, which led to a guilty plea for disorderly conduct. According to the police report, he had, quote, punched her twice with a closed fist. About that one, he's contrite. He, she was talking to me real strong, and I lost my mind, and I slapped her in front of the kids. Her lawyer said it was a closed fist, but even slapping her was wrong. Yeah, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not a Me Too violation. For some mm-hmm. reason, this is not a Me Too violation. Uh, at what happened in Costa Rica? She was trying to mace me, and you can't see anything, uh, so uh, all you can do is try to bat somebody away, and I think something caught her, but I wasn't trying to hit her. 2005, in a restaurant, when he uh, beat somebody up, uh, Howard and his couple were going to be seated. They got in an argument that didn't end until Howard knocked the man to the ground and hit the woman. He's had several of these really violent ep- episodes. Uh, his his wife at, his wife uh, says, um, this, is, sounds, this sounds like a great relationship, Glenn. Um, we have an amazing connection. I mean, he's not perfect. Doesn't do the dishes. Doesn't cook. Doesn't lift a finger. I mean, I probably leave him 30 times a month. <laughs> she laughs and go out, goes on. He's so selfish, but you know, he didn't have much of a childhood. Um, he, he was difficult for him being picked on and bullied all the time. We don't have a normal life. In our two years together, I've only gone to restaurants with him two or three times. We've never been to the supermarket together. We've never been to the movies. I've never gotten a gift from him. Never, never. And then every minute he has free, it's to do this. Cut the stupid plastic shapes. Uh, I, ha- I help him cutting, drawing, and putting things together. I've developed a slight foam of agoraphobia lately. I never go out. I have no friends here. I feel like Rapunzel. Stunningly, wow. immediately after this interview, they were getting divorced. Yes. And they are currently divorced. That's amazing. Amazing. That's amazing. That's okay, though. Right. And he's the guy that has come out and said... That is not the Jesse I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, dude. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, man. But we do know this. Uh, One times one equals two. Remember that. Tell your kids that today. When an emergency strikes, what's your first impulse? If you uh, if your answer is run to the grocery store, then yeah, probably uh, you're probably not prepared. How do you avoid this? Well, let me tell you, um, we are living in a time where it's going to be constant uh, 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 upheaval there's going to be constant problems there will be constant uh weather things that are happening in different parts of the uh the country and there is going to be you know the vast majority of experts now say we're going to hit this recession by 2020 what a surprise mm. right before the election huh uh, like that happened in 2008 mm, too yeah i know it did mm. uh anyway 
you need to be able to be prepared for any kind of eventuality. Everybody should have a 72-hour kit. You should have food storage. My Patriot Supply for food storage are the people that I trust. You can, uh, you can trust them to make it really super easy, very nutritious, and good for you. And good food. It uh, actually tastes good. Yeah, it actually tastes good, and it's easy to store. Preparewithglenn.com. Go there now. Preparewithglenn.com. You'll have uh, discreetly shipped to your door breakfast, lunch, dinners, last up to 25 years. Do it now with preparewithglenn.com or call 800-200-7163. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today's a really important day uh, for life in America. And the reason why I say that is we're going to be voting in the Senate on Ben Sasse's bill that you can't kill a baby even if it's a botched abortion uh, through neglect or or actually physically killing it after it's been born. Um, and if we can't get this one right, if we avoid it or can't get this one right, I, I think this hastens our destruction. I really do. Um, one way or another. Uh, so we're watching that. Also, um, yesterday, a beautiful, beautiful uh, video was released um, and it is uh, the 40th anniversary of, of the Down Syndrome Foundation trying to change people's opinions on the value of life. This is a doctor kind of set in an old-timey uh, center explaining Down Syndrome, and then you see what we know today. Watch. Listen. Down Syndrome? Well, there'll be a lot of limitations. Are you sure about that? They tend to do well performing only the simplest of tasks. I am a lobbyist on Capitol Hill. A regular life with lasting relationships? We've been together for 14 years. Their cognitive ceiling limits their ability to work. I own a business. Low muscle tone prevents any possibility of achievements in sports. <laughs> I wouldn't expect much. I was on an Amy Winning show. It's a stretch for them to live past their 50th birthday. To be blunt with you, it's a lifetime of limitations. Your limitations. Not mine. Not mine. Not mine. Not mine. Forty years to, of changing the way people think. Uh, we are on the precipice now. We've had 40 years and look at the difference on the way we view Down syndrome now special olympics and everything else and we are being dragged back into the dark ages by progressives by progressive um medicine yeah they're now saying they've cured it they've cured down syndrome not by curing any uh issues but by just aborting the the kids before they show up as down syndrome babies right because of all of the reasons that doctor Mm -hmm. who's supposed to look old-timey said mm-hmm. because there's so many limitations it's really not a life worth living i would not be surprised at all that's just those are real quotes from that era i mean that's exactly this sort of summary. i wouldn't be if, surprised if those were quotes from today well i think that's the issue it's like even back then the old-timey doctors who were saying things like that weren't advocating hey kill them all off 
I mean, they they were saying it was a tough life, and there was a lot of bad things mm-hmm. that could happen from it. You go back before that to a certain eras in the '30s, Margaret Sanger. Uh, Mar- Margaret Sanger. You'll certainly find some of that. But you, you know, it used to be that okay, this is going to be tough, and it's there are limitations. They'll like, prove that a lot of that is wrong, and so now it's well, just get rid of them completely. It's a sc- I think it's a scarier time in a lot of ways. It is. Pray for life, and pray today. For the hearts of our nations to turn back towards You're God. Listening to Glenn Beck. Let me tell you a little bit about Relief Factor. Uh, Relief Factor is 100% drug free. It's created by doctors. Has four key ingredients that help fight, you know, your inflammation in your body. Your body needs support on that one. If you have trouble sleeping through the night because of neck, shoulder, and back, and hip pain, uh, if you are no longer doing the things you want to do, pick up your grandkids, pick up your kids, you can be dramatically impacted in a positive way with relieffactor.com. It has made a difference in my life. 70% of the people who try it for three weeks go on to order it more month after month after month. Call now, 800-583-84. 800-583-84. Try a quick start pack for three weeks. Do it now, relieffactor.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I believe the biggest issue facing America today is the easiest one. And that is stand up for children. Stand up for life. You know, we can argue about first-term abortion, whether there's exceptions for rape or incest, And that's really where I think people are moving. But our government and the extreme left is moving now into a position of we can kill babies after they're born. It sounds crazy, but it's true. And if we can't get this one right, we don't deserve to be a nation under God anymore. And today there's a big vote. But there are individuals that are picking up their own their own water they're 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 carrying water for so many people right now trying to wake people up i'm going to share an amazing story you have never heard about a hero of a man who's standing up for life and we do that in one minute this is the glenn beck program So I have a ton to be grateful for. I have a family that loves me. I have wonderful children. I have a wife who loves me so much. She should overstate it. Doing, she does everything she can to get me to eat my vegetables. And Mm. last night I had half a steak. And I was like, I, I, I think I wanted to, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a third more. And she was like, nope, you don't need it. You really don't need it here. Would you like some more vegetables? Oh. And my daughter was sitting next to me and she made this lovely salad. And dad, I made it with all the kinds of fruits and sweet and stuff. So you, you're going to love them. It's really good. Would you really love it? Why? Why does God hate me so much? I don't oh, look, look at what you've done. 
You know, that's probably the answer. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> Look, being being healthier doesn't mean you have to eat all that crap. I mean, see, I in my my world, I don't consider candy and ice cream crap. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, junk food. How dare How you? Dare you? Sprinkle a little field of greens on your candy. Right. That's what you do. Field of greens. It'll give you everything you need. Now, this is not a supplement. It is real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with the antioxidants. It boosts immu- immunity. It uh, has. Uh, you know, prebiotic, probiotic, all of that stuff that I don't know what it does, nor do I care. I just know that if I eat this, if I put a spoonful of it in, it helps the medicine go down. And I don't have to have a salad. I can look at my wife and my daughters and say, uh, dad has already had his serving of fruits and vegetables. Thank you very much. <laughs> Get 15% off your first order at BrickHouseGlen.com. Use promo code Glen. That's BrickHouseGlen.com. Do it now. Field of Greens. BrickHouseGlen.com. Promo code Glen. Danny Woods is an Emmy award-winning director of photography. He's based out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, he has he's made uh, several um, uh, films uh, all over, and you've seen them everywhere. Uh, and he has he has traveled to more than seventeen different countries shooting documentary films. Uh, but he has met somebody, and he made a film uh, about a guy na- uh, that. The film is called Grave Hands, and I don't want to explain any more than just that. I I want Daniel to talk about how he came across this guy and how game-changing this man is. Welcome to the program, Daniel Woods. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So so tell me how you found uh, Mr. uh, Please pronounce his name. Mr. Fook. Fook. Okay, thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. The dangerous one to mispronounce. It is. Yeah. I don't want to mispronounce is, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was a little worried when mm. I met him, and he actually said it that way, so we're, we're good. Right, okay. How'd you come across him? Uh, Facebook. I saw a, uh, a Facebook story about him about two years ago. Actually, it was uh, mid-2016, and uh, it was, I think it was Hefty.com or something like that, some news organization, and uh, I read it, and... It, it hit me pretty hard, um, you know, obviously the subject matter. And I wasn't sure if it was legit. I, I checked out some more other sources, and it, and it seemed to be real. Um, and so I I waited about a month or so just kind of whether or not I should do something about it, make a film about it, and ask some people around. And, and uh, you know, it turned out we, you know, two years later, almost two and a half, uh, we we made the film. Now he is a guy who um, he runs an orphanage that cares for uh, little kids, uh, right. and and he also cares for at risk pregnant women. But that's yes. not why you a in Vietnam. That's a very different uh, pursuit to take. I mean, in the in in Asia, generally speaking. The uh, children are not as valued as they are here, especially the unborn. They're just not valued. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, I mean, it's even harder for over there is because there's no there's nothing. You know, a girl is pregnant and maybe she's disowned from the family or whatever. There's no safety nets at all. And um, a lot of times, 
she doesn't even want to have an abortion, but she's kind of forced into it. Right. Um, which is even worse, you know. Right. It's 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 kind of our culture maybe 70 years ago where if you yeah. had a baby yeah. and you were a girl, I mean, you were done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So he has the orphanage, but then he does something else. Yeah. So he... Uh, he goes to local hospitals and he collects the bodies of aborted babies and puts them in little jars. He, he prays over them. He gives them a proper name. This is every day. Um, and then he gives them a proper burial and a grave. First of all, I mean, this couldn't happen in the United States. He would not be given permission to do that. Um, how did yeah. he, I mean, how did the hospitals react to this guy? Um, at first, they were kind of, it's kind of, you know, hush-hush. They didn't really know what he was doing. Um, honestly, he didn't really go into details about that. So I, I honestly don't know. Um, we don't want to, we didn't want to get him in trouble and, mm-hmm. you know, push it. We just cared mm-hmm. about what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what we focused on. How long has he been doing it? Since 2004. So how many children has he buried? Uh, we've estimated... It's twenty two thousand, and oh my God. I think that's I think that's a very low number. Um, he averages three to six a day, um, so. Holy cow! Um, and, and you funded this yourself, did you not? Yeah, yeah. I um, I had a good year uh, of production, and uh, I figured it would be a good time to to shoot a documentary and. We we did make it happen. I mean, did did anybody did it cross your mind that a documentary about a guy in Vietnam burying fetuses would not be on anybody's rush out and see it list? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's didn't. That, I didn't really care. I, right. I felt like it needed to be made. Um, whether Why? or not somebody sees it or not, I just it's you know it's something that. I don't know. I just, it hit me. Like, I just can't really describe it. Uh, it's something that nobody has, I've seen before done. Uh, and it's just a topic that's obviously hot right now. So, and it's not, it but it's, to be. this yeah. is not, you wouldn't describe, would you describe this as a pro-life film? I, I, I would, um, but it's not in your face. You know, there's no statistics. There's no voiceovers. We've just followed this guy and, and we just see him serve, you know, uh, the guy's the real deal. Like he, he loves these kids. He loves these women and they, they love him back. And in each child that he buries, you know, he said, I feel like they're my own children. And so you could just see the, the love and, the, you know, at the same time, the pain, um, the experiences every day. I mean, the guy is just amazing. I'm, I'm fascinated, Daniel, on, on this guy, because, you know, we, we're pro-life here. We come in here. We talk about it every day. But I can tell you that I would estimate I've buried approximately zero fetuses uh, in my life. Yeah. Uh, what is what makes him so special? Why is he so different? Why is he so different? Um, Why does he do it? Yeah. Well, this is such a it's such a fascinating. I mean, it's it's clearly he really believes in it. But I mean, a lot of people really believe in it, and they don't go to these these lengths. Right. Right. He he just. I just feel like he emulated Christ, you know, um, and I, I, that's all I could say about that. I just, hmm. you know, he he feels for even the smallest of people. What did you feel when you were around him? Um, I, I felt 
eased. I felt he was very, very calming to be around. Uh, I wasn't sure how to, you know, what to expect. Um, a lot of times, you know, you go overseas and you meet somebody and they're completely different than what you think. And he had turned out to be even better. Uh, we had this little room where he, he did his little ceremonies and stuff. And, you know, you took off your shoes, you know, he didn't ask us to, but you just felt like you needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do people see the movie? Uh, uh, it's going to be released probably, we're trying to hit it this fall. Uh, we're going to do the film festival circuits, uh, and then, uh, hopefully Netflix and Amazon is where we're going to well, that'd be release great. it to. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything we can do to help you besides um, get the word share out? Share it. Just share yeah, it? Yeah. Just, uh, gr- yeah. Share it. Gravehandsfilm.com or gravehands.com. And then, uh, we, our Facebook handle and Twitter is, uh, gravehandsfilm. Um, just read the story that, you know, on the website goes a little bit deeper and then what we covered today, but, uh, yeah, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy it and it needs to be told. The name of the uh, movie uh, that he's working on now is grave hands. And as he said, you can follow him at gravehandsfilm.com or gravehands.com Uh, and on Twitter, gravehandsfilm.com. spread the word important message. There is something happening right now with life and uh i think all of our lives uh as a nation really kind of hang in the balance on the which way we go with uh life on this and uh i encourage you to spread the word on uh daniel wood's new film grave hands thanks daniel appreciate it are you in constant pain if you are wow i can relate Uh, Most Americans uh, are in pain of some sort. What is it? A third of Americans have pain. I think it's like 70 million Americans have pain from high school. Yeah. And two thirds of them do basically given up. They just believe they're going to live the rest of their life in pain. And, you know, there's nothing more I can do. I've tried everything. And you're going to spend about $2,000 on pain relief and it really isn't going to work. So here's the thing. I want you to try Relief Factor. It has helped me and my pain dramatically. The best I felt in five years. Now, it's 100% drug-free, but don't let that stop you. It was created <laughs> by doctors. You can try it for a three-week quick start. Now, what this is is you take it three times a day. They found that if it doesn't really start to work on you within three weeks, it's probably not going to. So they don't want you to spend any more than you have to spend. So they have the three-week quick start. So you can try it, do it as directed, and see if it relieves your pain. 70% of the people who try the quick start go on to order it month after month like I do. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. We pause now for 10 seconds, Station ID. You know, look how screwed up we are. Uh, we're trying to get rid of children. We're trying to abort children. Think, think of this. Think that it is the difference between left and right. It really comes down to this. We're aborting children and killing children uh, on the left. And then also, we're not having kids because it's too frightening to have kids. Mm. Listen to this from AOC. Uh, people don't have kids because of climate change. Listen to this scientific consensus 
that the lives of children are going to be very difficult. And it does lead, I think, young people to have a legitimate question, you know, should, is it okay to still have children? Mm. And I mean, not just financially, because people are graduating with 20, 30, $100,000 worth of student loan debt. And so they can't even afford to have kids in a house, but also just this basic moral question, like what do we do? And, and even if you don't have kids, there are still children here in the world and we have a moral obligation to them uh, to leave a better world for them. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, we also will find that our life is meaningless without children, generally speaking. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you learn a whole different uh, layer of life when you get to that point. Yeah. Um, and the idea that you wouldn't have kids because you believe their life would be difficult because of what has so far been a 0.9 degree temperature rise over a century is an it's an odd choice, I would say. But I I, I feel like it's more consistent with other values here, right? It's not mm-hmm. it's not about the 0.9 degrees Celsius nope. temperature change. It never is. No. If it were, you know, things like nuclear power would be embraced by people mm-hmm. like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Mm-hmm. We, I, I mean, you can everyone can have a vision of doom for the future. That's easy, you know. Uh, everybody has something where they're scared of, and they think in the future things could get worse. But look at where all of these things have led us so far. You know, the temperature, the, the sea level has risen about the same over the past couple hundred years as they predict for the next hundred years. Would you look back at the the history of the past couple of hundred years? At what point, what page do you need to get to in that book to get to sea level rise? You get, you get to 12 inches of sea level rise at what time? You'd be, re, you'd be reading for longer than your entire life before anyone mentioned a sea level rise over mm-hmm. the past 200 years. We've seen an entire you know, planet go from zero civilization in some ways to uh, the life that we live today. And all of us would look at our lives and say, well, the, the advantages that have happened over the past 20 or 30 years, mm-hmm. whether you can look at an income stat and say it hasn't gone up as much as you want, there's so much more that we have now. We've been able to, uh, to purchase more, to enjoy life more. You know, there, you know, it's not the same for every case, obviously, but when you're talking about it over the course of an entire country, we've had amazing improvements. And they know the what? The same world. thing's going to happen. Right. You know, I mean, there are major issues that we have to get a hold of. You've talked about AI quite a bit, and, and that's, a, that's a big one. There's a lot of things to be concerned with in the future. I think one of them is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's the problem. Her vision of the world, which is socialism, and remind you that Marx defined socialism as essentially a pit stop on the way to communism. It's not its own thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a midpoint from cap, between capitalism and communism. And, and, and by the way, Lenin and Stalin both said, we're not communists, we're democratic socialists. Right. And I, I, I've got news for you. Democratic socialism... I don't care if the people uh, decide, the majority decides, we're going to enslave each other. <laughs> that's, that's an unconstitutional vote. It just, you, don't, you cannot vote to enslave the rest of the population. You just can't do it. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong, it's, it's wrong on n- natural laws. You cannot enslave people. Uh, it, it amazes me that we are looking now at a group of people that believe they know better 
And so they will force people to live the way they want them to live. And they will silence those who disagree with them. And they think all of that is fine here in America. And yet the same on the same exact road, just at another end of the spectrum, just a little farther into the into the violet side of the spectrum, you have ISIS. What do they do? They believe the world has to be run by people who believe in the Mohammed and the Allah that they believe in and follow their rules. Otherwise, mankind will destroy itself. And so they will force everybody. And if you disagree, they will silence you. Well, they're just down the spectrum. That's all that is, is down the spectrum. Yesterday, it was released, by the way, that SAS, that special forces over in England, they went into the tunnels where they're still fighting ISIS. Whatever anybody says that ISIS is done, they're not done. They're in the communities. So SAS, special forces from, uh, from England, went into the tunnels. They finally killed a lot of them, uh, but not before they killed 50 women, 50 sex slaves. They chopped their heads off, left the bodies in the tunnels for SAS to find, and then they put all their heads in a dumpster. I mean, the, the, these are animals. These are animals. And... And animals uh, are created like this and encouraged when you allow anyone, me, them, AOC, anyone to say it's my way or the highway. Yeah. And I think uh, you look at Ocasio-Cortez and we would have, I think, dismissed a figure like her in the past because of, you know, socialism. You know, America's never going to be a socialist country. It's what Trump uh, said in that speech. And I, I... Really hope he's right on that. Um, but if you look at Ocasio-Cortez, what you couldn't he, uh, see, as you're listening on radio, is that whole speech is done with her in her kitchen, seemingly very likable, chopping up, which seems like, I don't mm-hmm. know, cheese or onion. fruit or onion or something, mm-hmm. and then and, you know throwing it out and just having a, having a little moment in the kitchen, a normal, mm-hmm. normal woman having a normal in the kitchen. This is a different, this is not a person it's like a Stalin world. in a military uniform p- pitching this stuff. It's, yep. it's somebody who, it's a totally different package. Very relatable. If you, listen, if you missed hour one, go back and listen to that. Read the New York Times story today about the new millennial socialists and their new plan for uh, uh, fully automated... Um, luxury cap, uh, communism fully automated luxury communism it's a new pitch that they're trying to get uh, another new coat of paint on a good old Karl Marx and they will continue to do it and, and Ocasio-Cortez is part of this she's just another redesigned Marx mm. uh, she is pitching the same things just over a slower time, uh, time uh, stretch than revolution but that doesn't make it any better the end point still sucks and just because she's in a kitchen chopping onions when she's doing it doesn't make it any more attractive. I urge you to join me Friday morning at CPAC. We'll be carrying my speech from CPAC. It is on this topic. You're listening to Glenn Beck. How many passwords do you have, Stu? I use one. It's one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> no, really. How many passwords I do you have? I don't even know. You know I, I, I don't, don't even know anymore. I don't know either. Mm-hmm. I, I have a... I have... I have access to CBS, uh, you know, online, so I can watch the stupid Star Trek thing, which I'm not even sure I want to watch anymore. 
uh, and I can't access it because I don't remember the password. <laughs> and I've tried to, you know, get the password, but I must have put another email address in because I don't, I can't, I, I never get a response from them. So I'm paying for some. Oh, I hate it. Anyway, passwords suck. <clears throat> but you need them. You also need LifeLock. Otherwise, you're really screwed. Uh, An information data breach happens every single day. You need to watch your identity. And LifeLock is the only company that really has the expertise and the people that will work to fix it if you are hacked into. It's LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Beck is the place to go to sign up for Blaze TV. Uh, Use the promo code Beck. You're going to get 10 bucks off. Do it now for America. Joy Reid apparently is a person that has a TV show uh, on uh, MSNBC, which is apparently a network of some sort. Uh, And I just want to play this because I want to show you how far the left has come away from Dr. Martin Luther King. If if you listen to what the right reverend said about a dream, we have killed it. And listen to the African-Americans that are burying that deep. Listen to this. Black men, blue collar yes. black men, they're going to have mm-hmm. a problem with her record. And you're right, Kareem, she's not the only person. But I will say, I think the African-American community expects more from people who looks like us, particularly a candidate who wants to uh, represent us. So she needs to find a strong black man advocate who can be in her corner at some point on the campaign, at some point in, in any space in her campaign. That I would say that was my, my key advice. Find a prominent blue collar, self-made black man to be in your corner. Let's just be candid. When you're saying that she needs to have an advocate out there for her it's not going to be her husband she's got to surround herself with african-american women. <clears throat> okay so you know, same hmm. thing i just saying so kamala harris is married to a white man which she has uh, had several people on the left say how horrible that is um but uh, should we start with the sexist should we start with the uh, classist or the racist language here Let's start. Well, the racist is the most obvious. Let's start there. Yeah. So the racist, um, from what I get from this, is black people will not understand a woman uh, who is black, who looks like them and is trying to represent them without a black man by her side. So I think that covers both racist and sexist, I think. Would you agree, Stu? I think so. Yeah. I think that does, because uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, apparently, uh, not insulting, I guess, to black people, black voters, who apparently can only understand policies from black men. I, I didn't know that that was a thing. Strong black men. Oh, yes. Strong black men, which mm-hmm. I don't understand what a strong black man is, mm. because I thought strong men were bad. Certainly not physical strength, right? I mean, what well, could it possibly they said, be? A strong black blue collar. Man, so maybe, it's also classist. Maybe they're trying to find the one black man who's clean and articulate. Now, Joe know, Biden like a, found like a fairy, him. It's like a fairy tale, Glenn. Yeah, maybe Joe Biden can, was talking about somebody who said it was yeah, a fairy tale. It was, um, um, oh, it was Barack Obama. See, and what a fairy tale is, Glenn, is something that can only happen in a magical land. 
mm-hmm. where things don't apply. So mm-hmm. it's okay for Joe Biden to say that a clean, articulate black man is a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And they seem to be applying, I would say, the same logic here. Because imagine if you're, I mean, again, I don't understand uh, I, I don't understand every every aspect of being an African American as I am not one. I believe your son is point zero three percent African American, so not necessarily black, black but he's African American. So maybe you understand this experience a little mm-hmm. bit better than I sure. do. But I would be completely insulted if someone said to me, "Well, we got to get a strong white guy out there to be the advocate, so the white people understand it." Uh, they Can can't imagine? understand tax policy without coming from a white guy. Imagine uh, uh, Car- um, Carly Fiorina mm-hmm. when she was out there. Yep. Imagine if I got on the air and said, you, she's got to have a strong white male standing next to her. Yeah. Because uh, white males are just not going to, they're just not going to understand her. Are you kidding me? It's insane. So insulting so to black insulting. voters. And- so insulting. And if I said it had to be a strong white man, well, then you would be in the category of white supremacy. Mm. You know, if I said it had to be a strong white man, I would be a sexist and a white supremacist. That is crazy talk. And where are we getting it? It's, yeah, I know. And we The nicest term you can call it is identity uh, politics. But you're right. Racism and no, sexism racism. is worse. I mean, it, this is, it, it is rampant it, in the statement. It's, it's also, I would also say it's elitist because those people all believe that they know better. And so they have to trick the voter. Right. From a pro- we have to talk down to them. We have to have a strong black man, blue collar worker standing next to because you know, they're just not smart enough. You know, it sounds exactly like is Margaret Sanger it from back in the does. day. Because that's exactly what it she said. Does we had, she had to find black preachers to go into the black communities to convince them all that abortion was a wonderful idea. Yep. So she could get her little uh, movement off yep. the ground. It is becoming more and more like the early American progressive movement. When we first started looking at this, we we found that those early American progressives, generally speaking, the ones who were running it were just black evil. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Margaret Sangers of the world, they were just evil Uh, and they knew what they were doing. Now, you can excuse them and living at a different time, whatever. You don't do that for the founders. So whatever. But they were really bad. And then the progressives, you know, the average person was like, I'm progressive. And they didn't really know what it meant. Mm-hmm. Kind of like socialist. Yeah, I'm socialist. What is what is socialism? I don't know. We all live together and we communicate on social media. <laughs> um, so you but the but the leadership they know and the leadership is saying and doing and acting exactly the same way as they did in the early 20th century. And that you will you will end up on the wrong side of history. Mm. And I mean the very wrong side of history if you go there. And that's what they're doing. Mm. They're just dragging. Think of Martin Luther King's dream. That you would judge people by the content of the character. He's saying, these people are saying that black people will not look at her character. They're incapable. They're incapable of her character, listening to what she has to say. They need a strong black man to stand up next to her. And she shouldn't really have married uh, a... Uh, oh, that's the uh, undertone of all of this all stuff. All of it. Yep. All of it. What, what, why did she marry a white dude? She's sold out her race. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Fascinating. 
I mean, I remember the I remember the racist debates at the time that I don't think at the time were all racist. But I remember the debates of you can't marry a black person. What would you do if your son or daughter came home with a black person? That was in the context of saying it would be rough on your child, yeah, right? No, and, or no, your no, grandchildren. No. That's what that's what that was. The, I remember my grandfather saying, um, you know, what will that do for the children? The children will pay the price. They'll go to school and they'll be in neither group and both groups will reject them. And yeah, it'll right. be horrible for the children. And that, I think, was true back then. You could probably say, in some ways, it's still true because kids are just cruel. And it's much less, though. And the only way to make it untrue is to ignore that stuff. You know, right. you just go, you know, you, that over time, that uh, does seem to work itself out, though it's nasty at the moment. And you can understand a protective parent thinking that way in that time. Um, but that's a lot different. I mean, there's a, a book I was reading uh, recently. It's an old, old book. It had two, um, two testaments in it, like one that was super old. And then they had like a newer one. It was not like, familiar. I guess it was the not, sequel. I don't, I don't know. But it's, it, it. they put it in one book and it talks about how we all come from the same blood. So I don't understand mm. the alt-right people who say they're so Christian-y and need white countries. And I don't understand someone on MSNBC saying, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe we need black men to talk to black men because black men can't understand policies uh, because if they don't see, you know, hear it coming out of the voice of someone that's the same color as them. None of that is, you know, they say Christians are so hateful. I don't know if you know this. This two testament book I'm speaking of has a little bit of influence over Christianity. And it's pretty clear that race is not an issue. God kind of likes, likes all the races. He's kind of a fan. I have to tell you something. Mm. I found two things. I found two things. I was reading um, uh, that old dusty book. I don't know. Uh, but there's a writer, uh, Luke, somebody or other. Oh yeah, it might be Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and mm-hmm. he he said, um, and and I'll listen to this. Uh, Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you and cast your name as evil. Wow, well, you're going right to heaven. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, you I are know. really blessed. I, I know, yeah. but no, think of that. <laughs> think of that. Yeah. Cast you out, and I know it means company, meaning, you know, companionship, but think of it as company. Right now, if you stand up for gender, you have a good chance of being thrown out of your company, and your name is cast as evil, and you're toast. And then there's this. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Think of... Think of the people and how you are forced to speak well of people or things or ideas. And if you don't, your name is cast out. You don't want to be popular in these times. This is the first time it's it's actually very healthy not to be part of the popular culture, not to be popular. To be despised, wear that as a badge of honor right now. Because those are the times we're living in. And you have to decide. We all have to decide. Are we going to be popular? Do we want to be popular? Is that what this is about? Because woe unto you if everybody's saying good things about you. And I will say, too, you know, how many religious leaders have we seen uh, over the past you know, decade that have made decisions based not on what you just described, but on pragmatism? 
mm-hmm. well, we need to win and we need to make this decision because we need it. It's, we can't help it with this time. We have to just do this. It's the exact opposite you're supposed to be getting from just faith to, in every way. Who was it? I was talking to a preacher just recently that was saying uh, we, we should be we should be the pariahs. Yeah. The churches should be the biggest pariahs. Where do you see the churches that are really under attack? That are just in the news all the time because they said something. You're you're not seeing them because they're all playing it safe. They're all saying, "Well, we'll just take it a bit at a time." When we are at the point of of we're not sure how a vote today will come down in the Senate, whether they will vote to ensure that it is against the law to kill a child after birth, when we're not sure how that vote is going to come down. Why are our churches so popular? All right. Personal information that you send and receive online. Passwords, credit card numbers, private photos, financial statements, tax returns, your social security number. Everything, everything that you do is a target, especially if you use public Wi-Fi. You, you, if you are on anything but a virtual private network right now, you are... Somebody's gathering information on you, and that could be information that you don't want them to have or information that you're like, you know what, for my convenience, I'll love to have them have this information. One way or another, if it's free, uh, you're the product, and they're gathering information. That's why Facebook now is, is offering their own virtual private network as free, of course, because they can gather all of the information. <laughs> you don't trust uh, Mark Zuckerberg? You don't, you don't trust the, uh, the no, wonderful people I don't. at no, Facebook I don't. or any of no, these big I kind of gave them that space, and uh, they kind of blew it. They mm. kind of blew it. Mm. Norton Secure VPN. Norton Secure VPN. It's an easy-to-use virtual private network. All you do is install it, you log in once, and it provides you with more online privacy and security, protecting you from hackers by encrypting your connection and also from anybody who's trying to gather information on you. Go to norton.com slash VPN. You may not understand a VPN or you may not think you need one now, but I'm telling you within the next two years, you are going to say, wow, I need a VPN. I wish I would have gotten a VPN. Starts at $3.33 a month. Annual subscription right now. It's Norton.com slash VPN. Do it now. Norton.com slash VPN. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We had a great discussion with uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin on Saturday's podcast. If you are not subscribing to our podcast, please do it. Go to, you know, glenbeck.com or Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review. The reason why that's important is it helps other people discover it. So please rate and review. Please give us a five-star rating. Uh, it, it, it helps uh, other people to find it. Anyway, um, we had Rabbi Lappin on, and we were talking about this this anti-Semitism that is happening all around the world. Here's what he said. Listen to this. It rises up because the um, the the ultimate uh, Titanic cultural struggle um, in the world today is exactly the same as it was in Russia in the beginning of the 20th century or in France at the end of the 18th century, 
uh, or all the way back to to uh, the nine verses in chapter 11 of Genesis, the Tower of Babel. Um, it's always a struggle between, uh, and loosely paraphrased, it's a struggle between um, a divine uh, godly vision for human society and a, a human structured vision for society. And... Um, and the Jews have always been recognized uh, by by great leaders like Winston Churchill and uh, and philosophers and scholars, and they've also been recognized by uh, anti-Semitic tyrants um, as the official uh, architects of that divine order of human. Uh, social organization is what we're facing right now truly is evil it's truly evil we've crossed into bad politics and all of that we've crossed the rubicon and we're we're now looking at uh, the destruction of people not stuff people uh, and the devaluing of life and and that life is not important more important than the planet, that humans are a virus. They're not part of nature. They're out of nature, and they're killing nature. It seems more and more on the left, too. The human virus is very specific to Jews. Yes. I don't know. I mean, Ilan Omar and uh, Tlaib and these new group of uh, congressional Democrats have come in, and they've made their points very clear over their lives yeah. that uh, they just do not like or trust Jew- Jewish people. And for some reason, the Democrats are not in revolt over this. I know. I will, I will have much more hope when we start to see from the Democratic Party what we're now seeing in the Labor Party of England, where Labor Party members who have been Labor Party forever said, uh, this is getting spooky. There are too many anti, anti-Semites in this party. I want out. You're listening to Glenn Beck.